You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. In today's program, Father Paul notes the interplay between Genesis and Ezekiel and the remembrance of God's promise to Abraham. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. But he lingered, so the man seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand. The Lord, being merciful to him, very interesting. Okay, and they brought him forth and set him outside the city. You see how you have statements like the iniquity of the Amorites that you could dismiss it. How many times I tell people, just read something and dismiss this half verse. If no one misses it, it means it's not not important, as most of the people say and think. No, it means it is very important. The author intended to put it. And here we have the word mercy, which appears later in Ezekiel. It is from the root hamal, to carry. And... It's nice. You have it in Hebrew, in Arabic, and even in English. Like, you know, I put up with you. I carry. Okay? It's a play on that. You carry someone in your mercy. You put up with that someone. And they brought him forth and set him outside the city. Okay? So, out of the blue, we have a couple of words here mentioning God's mercy. And then when he's out, he said, flee for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Here, as we decided, it's the valley because Sodom is in the valley and so on. But in Hebrew, it's surrounding. So here we have to be very careful. I'm mentioning this because I stressed the importance of the mountain. Valley Bika in 11. So we have to be very careful. That's another example I'm using here with the translations. One can go ahead and start talking about the valley and so on, but it is not in the original. Flee to the hills, lest you be consumed, consumed, eaten totally. And Lot said to them, Oh no, here the author decided for my lords, but again, the Hebrew in both cases is Adonai. Okay, so let's not linger too much about this. Behold, your servant is in the singular. The your of your servant is singular. So, it's very important to Remember this because ultimately the favor that is found is in the sight of God, not the messengers. But the messengers are representative of God, of the Lord here. That's why we have the play in the original. But the RSV is 
I mean, it tries to solve it, but it presents another issue. Hear it in RSV. Oh no, my lords, because your servant has found favor in your sight. Now, in English, it works because the you can be singular or plural, but in the original, your servant and your sight is in the singular. And you have shown great kindness, the famous Hesed. Okay? Very important. In saving my life. You have to do the will of God in righteousness. And this Hesed. Remember that word God is the Hasid who is full of love and kindness. And he is asking his king to be Hasid and all individuals to be Hasid, whose plural is Hasidim, which has given the name to a certain kind of Jews, the Hasidic Jews, the Hasidim. Okay, so the best way would be to translate it as zealous in one's attention or care for someone else or for something. I cannot flee to the hills, lest the disaster, hara'a, you remember earlier, I pointed out, verse 7, do not act so wickedly, tare'u. And I pointed to chapter 6, and here we have again the use of ra'a, which is also heard in chapter 6. Don't let that evil as punishment. Okay? So Ra'a could be the evil you do or the evil as punishment from God. And this play is all over the place. Notice, if you keep my law, I shall keep you. If you forsake the law, I shall forsake you. It goes back and forth. There is no, how to call it, essential meaning of a word. It functions within the context in which it is used. Behold, yonder city is near enough to flee, and it's a little one. Let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my life will be saved. He was looking just for any place. And he said to him, Behold, I grant you this favor also, which is a word we talked about, the hen, that I will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Make haste, and then suddenly we hear that important name of the city, Zoar, Zoar, which is in the direction of Egypt, toward Egypt. We heard about that in Genesis 13.10, about the story of Abram going down to Egypt. Soar is in the south. And I'm going to read 13.10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. And I made my comment earlier than that. You see, this whole area is brought to mind as being the garden of Eden, Canaan of Genesis 2. In the direction of Zoar, this was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. 
So I'm pointing to this text, as I did earlier with a few other texts, because it's the author himself that is linking the story of Lot with Zohar with Sodom and Gomorrah in conjunction with the Zohar that was mentioned earlier. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zohar. So he is being saved by going in the direction of Zohar, which is like the Garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. So Egypt, again, I'm bringing Ezekiel, can prove to be the land that is the beginning of your salvation. The way Babylon was later, remember Jeremiah, just settle there and wait for the Lord to get you out of there. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zohar, then the Lord rained on Sodom brimstone and fire, and he destroyed everything and all the inhabitants of the city and what grew on the ground. And here in the Hebrew it's Semach Ha'adama, which are two words that we hear in Genesis 6. So the complete destruction is not only the destruction of the human beings, but also their support, which would be total death. And this is reflected in the mention of salt at the end of 26. But Lot's wife behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Death in Ezekiel 47, we shall hear again about the salt and the water and so on. In spite of all that, God would be able to have trees grow. So I think there is a connection here with Ezekiel 47. I would like just to point it out to my hearers without going in detail. And we hear about the smoke and in 29, God destroyed again. We have the verb shahat. The cities, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. You see how Lot is saved because of Abraham. Lot, who is the father of Moab and Ammon, but later we shall hear that God will save Israel from Egypt. Remember the mention of Zohar and Egypt here with Lot, because he remembered his promise to Abraham and the fathers. Very interesting connection. Again, grace is for free. And when the text says he remembered Abraham, it does not mean obviously the good deeds of Abraham, but he remembered his promise to Abraham. Let's never forget that. Again, Galatians is a key text here where Paul stresses the promise, not so much Abraham, but the promise to Abraham. And then we have the story of how does one secure 
Ezera at the end of 32, that we may preserve offspring through our father. Zera, Genesis 1. And they had their father drink. And again, at the end of 34, that we may preserve offspring through our father, Zera. And it is interesting that the Zera is the Zera of Lot. Okay, that's always the Zera is the Zera of the father, the man, the mother is the womb. And this is reflected, and I would like to end with that, through the text's play on the comments it makes in conjunction of Moab and Ammon. Okay? Quite a few times the text plays on the origin in a certain word. It doesn't mean that originally the word was made up on this basis. No. Let's hear it. Okay, 36. Thus both the daughters of Lot were with child by their father. Okay. And the first one is Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. Okay. Moab in Hebrew is Meab. From father. From a father. From the father. And the other one is approached in a parallel way. Ammonites, which is Ammonites. It's Ain at the beginning. And the text says the younger also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami, son of my people, of my progeny. And thus it is related also to father. So the text in Hebrew makes sense. In English it doesn't make sense <laughs> because you cannot hear the connection. You hear it sound-wise, but not meaning-wise. So, Ben-Ami, and then Moab, Meab, from the Father. And thus, God preserved a progeny to Lot in spite of him. Okay, see the parallelism with Abraham. And the Moabites and the Ammonites are part of the biblical story. And that's the point I stress time and again that God is interested in everyone. Later we shall see how the author takes time to mention in detail the progeny of Ishmael and the progeny of Esau in detail, even using the number 12. When you keep in mind that all these areas or people were around the Jordan and thus in the area that was the 
central part of the scene, the geography where the story took place, then you realize one more time the interest of God in everybody living in this area. In other words, in this particular case, the author is not presenting the total picture of the Syrian desert going to the Amorites and the Hittites and so on, but he is presenting to you, if you like, a mini Canaan where you have all these peoples around Israel and Judah. That came from Lot through the action of the daughters and thus in spite of Lot through God's graciousness. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.